The Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook by using promo code RTRS. This is a bonus episode. We received so many voicemails after the game that I know that we'll never get to. We decided to release a special episode that is only voicemails we received after the Sixers lost Game 7 against the Celtics. By the time we do a new podcast, which will be Wednesday night, we will be on the other side of this and starting to talk about the future, so we wanted to save these for posterity. Thank you for being a part of the Ricky for almost 10 years now, for calling us and leaving us your very disturbing, very upsetting, very funny messages. Without any further ado, here they are. Hey, Spike, Mike. Uh, CJ, this is Phil calling from Kauai. Uh, I've been listening for a long time. Wrote a couple emails, never got anything answered. Thanks, Spike. But uh, yeah, Colin, I think I'm out, guys. I just turned off the game. The moment was when Embiid threw that backcourt pass to Harden. What the hell, man? Like, can we not get a team that wants to win and, you know, has any sort of balls here? So yeah, I'm out. It's been real, guys. Take it easy. Hey, Spike, Mike, Phil, and Kawhi again. Had a few minutes. Think about things some more, and uh, who am I kidding, you know? I'm not going to be out, uh, especially not on you guys. I can't quit you guys, but uh, can we at least, like, say that Doc Rivers needs to go and probably Harden as well, and I don't know who we're going to get as coach, but, you know, I don't know. We, we A lot of big moves need to happen, and uh, they need to happen immediately uh, because this kind of losing makes me sick. Just what is the point of all of this? Why do we waste so much fucking time with this group of fucking losers? Fuck! Who's to blame for this? Is it Maury? No. No, I don't think so. I think the roster is good. Is it Harden? A little bit, but he showed up a couple games. Is it the team? No. No, they're fine. Is it Doc? No, I think he actually did good. The one person you can look at it's the person who's supposed to be the MVP, and he's not. Indeed. He is to blame for the season. That's it. That's it. I'm happy he won an MVP, but this is unacceptable. I'm done. Done with him. I just had to walk in the other room and leave this voicemail because I didn't want my wife and baby to hear me calling into a podcast like a freaking loser. But uh, this is pathetic. Uh, this team is a bunch of gutless cowards. And uh, I can't do this every year. It's... It's every year something new, and people mention his knee 100% in the presser because that's what he does, and we'll rebuild or figure something out, and next year they'll get bounced in the second round again, and we'll rinse and repeat. But the one thing is constant is that they're godless cowards, and we're suckers for keeping paying attention to it. Thanks. This is Tom. The most fraudulent performance by the most fraudulent MVP of all time paired with the second most fraudulent MVP of all time in James Harden, coached by the most fraudulent championship-winning head coach of all time, all put together by one of the most fraudulent GMs of all time in Daryl Morey. This is fucking ridiculous what we just witnessed. We are not subjected to this. this ah, ridiculous. It's time to move on from Embiid. He's a fraud. He's not better than Jokic. He never was. He can't blame anybody else. Ben Simmons is gone. It's over. It's time to move on. It's over. Hey, guys, it's Justin. Look, we need to talk about Embiid. Obviously, I'm mad at Doc for making no adjustments whatsoever. I'm mad at 
Maury for not putting together a good enough roster. Obviously, I'm mad at Harden for doing this typical Harden stuff. Most of all, I'm mad at Embiid. This is not good enough. It is not good enough to get punked by 72-year-old Al Horford in Game 7. It's not good enough to mope around on the court. This is not an MVP performance, and this performance does not deserve the MVP. This Joel does not deserve the MVP, and he needs to be better. We've been telling ourselves all season that this team is different. Well, it's not different because Embiid is not different. And if he keeps getting punked like this in the playoffs, his destiny is going to be the next Charles Barkley. A good player who can never get it done in the playoffs when it matters most because he does not want it enough. Less than 10 rebounds? Are you kidding me? Three red rebounds in the first half? That is not good enough. I'm sorry, Joel, but you are not the MVP. I just want to say... I think it's a disgrace to every single reporter and fan that said this team was different. They were never different. At no point in the season did anyone think they were different. And they, the, the list that I got, uh, Derek Bodner, Andrew Uttenberger, Keith Pompey, Rich Hoffman, all of them. And I can say one thing, the only people that I think never thought the Sixers weren't different is Spike and Mike. Good job, Spike and Mike. You guys called it out like you always do. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, Spike and Mike. I believed in the process and now I don't anymore. What should I do and how should I get financial compensation to all the pain and suffering that's happened to me in the past 10 years? It was supposed to be the day that, you know, the process came to fruition with Sam Hankey and Embiid and it just collapsed in front of us with Embiid showing no effort. So let me know and thanks for listening. Um, I'll hang up. I just have to keep it really simple. I just said this in the chat, but I need to leave a voicemail too. Blow everything up, just everything. No one sacred, only sign players, only trade for players, only draft players who are going to give a fuck. It's really that simple. Uh, happy Mother's Day. I love you guys. Uh, and you guys is Spike and Mike and CJ and all of you listening. Bye. Hey, Spike, Mike, and CJ. This is James calling from Hawaii on my vacation. I was going to call and say that they ruined my vacation by putting up this pathetic em- uh, effort against the Celtics today, but you know what? I don't care. I'm done. The Sixers have been nothing short of a toxic relationship, like an abusive husband or wife, for the past 10-plus years. And I'm not going to put myself through the mental and emotional anguish of supporting this team any longer. This is the last time I'm ever going to call. And Joel Embiid, for as much as we pounded the tail about how great he is, This man does not show up when it matters. I don't care that he has a sprained knee. I know that might sound a little cold, but if he's well enough to be out there on the court, he's well enough to put up 30 points. I'm done. All right, guys. Mahalo. What's up, Spike and Mike? This is Robbie. I am a sophomore in high school right now trying to uh, find a way to get the motivation to do my lab report that's due tomorrow after watching that game. I, I just don't really know what to say. This fucking sucks. I, I really don't know what the answer is besides rebuilding. Because you look at it, and two years ago, the issue was we didn't have shooters around Joel, and we needed to get the shooters. And now we have the shooters. We have Melton. Back then, we had we got Danny Green for him. Um, Tobias stepped up from three, and that wasn't enough. We got bounced in the second round. Then the issue was we needed a hustle guy. We needed somebody with a dog in him. We got PJ. We get bounced now. And I just, uh, I don't know what to do. So I think we just have to rebuild. That's all. See ya. Nick from New Jersey. Fuck Doc Rivers. Fuck Brett Brown. Fuck Daryl Morey. Fuck 
Harris and Blitzer and Rubin. Fuck the Colangelo family. Fuck Sam Hinkie. Fuck you guys for insisting that we were right for the last decade. And fuck me, above all. Fuck me for believing it. My name is James Clark. I'd like to talk about the demise of the Sixers organization. Thank you. Hi, my name's Anthony. Got to see the Nuggets and Nikola Jokic score 81 points and a half to eliminate Kevin Durant, which is five fewer points than the Sixers have scored, I think, in these last two elimination games. Two conference finals for him and Jimmy Butler in the last four years. I've seen one in my lifetime. Happy birthday to me tomorrow. I'm 36. And my gift is probably quitting basketball for a long time, like the Flyers getting swept 4-0 by the Red Wings. Might not listen to you guys for a while because of that, so thank you for the entertainment. Godspeed. Spike, Mike, CJ, Bill here, Cherry Hill. Uh, Spike, you mentioned something in the preseason when Joel was interviewed by some reporters, and they asked him what he worked on this past offseason, and he said it's conditioning. And I don't know, you pointed out that they asked Shake and George when they were at a press conference about that, and they kind of looked at each other and chuckled. I, because I don't think Joel works on that stuff. And, you know, <laughs> he's just not, he's not Jordan. He's not Kobe. He's not that guy. We want him to be, but he's not. Hey, guys. So I got to say, I kind of missed the game, and I'm really happy my wife didn't wake me up. Uh, they are who we thought they were, and I, I need to consider rooting for another team. But I could never stop listening to you guys, and I could never stop caring about the stupid team. And I could try my hardest to be a heat guy after Joel gets traded to them, but it'll never be the same. So I'm with you till the end. I pray for your mental health because um, mine is fucking dwindling like it always is after after this time of year. And the Kawhi thing made it worse because it was during the Game of Thrones finale, and I watched that bounce, and I just felt like this is this is who I am. It was poetic. We're just like Game of Thrones. We're just ending the most shitty way possible. And it's a recycled garbage, and, uh, yeah, this fucking sucks. I just wanted to ask, I had a question for you guys. Do you think this loss is worse and more disappointing, I'd say, than blowing that lead against the Hawks? So do you think blowing a 26-point lead against the Hawks is worse or on par or not as bad as blowing a 3-2 series lead against Boston in the second round? Because I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'd like to hear your perspective on it. Thanks. Hey, guys. Gavin, long-time listener. I decided I'm going to be a Sacramento Kings fan, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy Darren Fox jersey, and I'm going to wear it to every fucking Sixers game until this team gets out of the second round. All right. Bye, guys. Hey guys, Matt here. I know the last pod after the game ended, uh, we didn't know about the pressers or didn't have insight into what people said, people were saying, but just saw a clip of Embiid quoting Giannis and chuckling and it's disgusting. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that enough for you to think he shouldn't be here? Love the pod and want to rip my skin off. Thanks. Spike, Mike, CJ, thanks so much for an incredible season. This is bullshit. 
God, I'm so fucking tired of this. I feel like they should rename the last row the nosebleed at the Wells Fargo round two, game seven, because that's the Sixer ceiling. Oh, fuck. Okay, let's pull back the blinds here. Hi, Spike. Hi, Mike. Hi, CJ. Let's pull back the blinds here and really look. James Harden, Joel Embiid, slow-ass basketball is no fun to watch. It's all about pace and rhythm, and they had none of that, all right? The real teams that had it, Warriors, fucking any team with LeBron on it, uh, the Grizzlies when they're rolling, Giannis when he's hot, that's it. Like, you know, they just didn't have it. Let's be realistic. Fucking let the tidal wave wash over the entire organization. I don't give a fuck who stays. I want a young, fast team. I want to have fun watching basketball again. That's it. Thank you. Hey, Spike, Mike, CJ, and anyone else still, I don't know, insane enough uh, to be listening to this after uh, what we all just experienced on Mother's Day? Um, Anyways, I wanted to say I've given it very little thought, Um, but, you know, like, I wanted to say I could forgive and forget and move on and, like, love and beat and believe, but I saw this post-game press conference, and it didn't help. Like, it, it did not help at all. And now I feel like I just – maybe I shouldn't care about sports since I care about the team more than the players, and they're being paid to care about the team. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, I don't know if DTP is, is even true anymore. I don't know what's true. Hey, this is Mike, first-time caller, long-time listener. It's a few hours past the end of the game here, and fucking cowardly Sixers social media team hasn't even posted the final score yet. It's just like another sign of just them being the biggest fucking frauds and cowards. Yeah, this sucks. Yo, got a fan out here from Arizona. It's a tough game to watch. Got all my friends together who give zero shits about the Sixers. Very disappointing. Straight to the point, I think I'm just a fan of B-Ball Paul. I hope he gets paid to play for a different team, and that will be what I root for from now on. Can't imagine caring about this team next year. See ya. Hey, Michael from Arizona again. I don't even know if I gave my name last time. Walking to work, kept listening to the pod after the last voicemail. And the one thing I'll say that could possibly redeem how I feel is if Daryl Morey comes onto the pod after that and talks candidly, that would be the least cowardly Sixers move I've seen in a long time, I guess. Love you guys, yeah. Hey, fuckers, you fucking motherfuckers. A couple off-season questions. Who is your preferred head coach for next year? Uh, Obviously, Nick Nurse, Monty Williams, uh, Bud. A non-basketball question. Mike, have you ever been on set for Young Rock for the episodes you've written? I know this is a big deal with the writer strike. Uh, have you ever been on set for episodes that you haven't written? Yeah, thanks. Fuck this fucking team. What's up, Spike and Mike? It's Jacob from Kismet Bagels. Uh, I have not listened to the pod yet. I'm kind of dreading it. But I just have to say, I am fucking done with this team. 
Like, I legit am done. I said it before Game 7, like, if I kind of predicted that this was going to happen, I told everyone I knew we were going to lose by 25 points, and we lost by 24 points. I do not want to watch this team anymore. I have been a Sixers fan all my life. I had season tickets in the Iverson years. I'm such a nerd about them, but, like, I'm fucking done. I don't even want to look at Embiid anymore. Like, he has no fucking heart. He has no grit. He has no killer instinct. Like, I was just looking at, like, side-by-side him and Tatum in that game. And, like, look at the heart and the passion and the aggression that Tatum had. I'm fucking done. They need to – it's not just fire Doc or fire O'Darrell. It's, like, trade Embiid, let Harden fucking walk. He's a choke artist. And, honestly, build around Maxi and have a normal growth. Like, TDP, fuck that. It's over. It's over. It did not work, and we've all been duped. Love you guys. Peace. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I can't talk very loud because my father-in-law is sitting on my sofa. I haven't gone to bed, but I hate the fixers. Thank you. Goodbye. Third addendum to this message, I apologize for my previous two. I'm doing the Sixers song. For you, Spike, Mike, CJ, Jake here from Melbourne, Australia. I don't know what to say, man. There's a thing down in Australia that, like, we say, like, he's, he hasn't got any cunt in him, where it's like there's no dog, there's no fight. That is this whole basketball team. That is this whole fucking organization. The only one that fucking has a bit of cunt in him is PJ Tucker. And, like, he's fucking 40 years old. He's old enough to be my fucking dad. I don't know. I don't know. This is, like, peak Ricky season, off season. And it's like, why do we even fucking bother? Like, it's to the point where we're going to rock up at the game one next year. And, like, we're all going to believe again. But I don't think it's going to happen this year. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, Maury's got a fucking hard on for Harden. I I don't know what's going on. Embiid got his MVP. Hopefully, like, he can just fucking move on. But, like, he's lost the city at the moment. We've got fucking Jalen Hurts and Harper, like, fighting their fucking ass off. And we've got this guy who's, like, smiling and laughing at Tatum, who's just beating the shit out of him for the last six years. And he's laughing. I don't know. Anyway, fucking love you guys. It hurts so much. This is when we uh, we band together in the offseason. Anyway, love you guys. Keep up the good work. Um. You guys are the only reason why I fucking listen and watch these fucking teams. God. Sorry, Jake from Australia again. I'm in a fucking car park in like 10 degree weather and I'm yelling at a phone to some fucking podcast in America and the car next to me is looking at me like I'm fucking yelling at like my wife or brother or parent or work and it's no, it's about a fucking fake ass basketball team. That's what we're dealing with. Anyway. Sorry, bye. Hey, Mike Spike and CJ, uh, JD Collin from South Philly. Um, the morning after Game 7, and I still feel the same as I did last night, which is embarrassed to have spent the last three years of my life defending Joel Embiid as the best player on the planet, for him to not give a single fuck in the biggest game of his life. Um, everything the detractor said about him is right. He does not have that next gear. And really the embarrassing thing is we've called Jokic a fraud, and he is carrying his team in the West 
um, while Embiid can't even be bothered to show up. And then he gives that quote about the teammates need to be better. That is the worst lack of awareness from a leader I've ever seen. I don't know where we go from here. I'm just really frustrated, and I feel like I've been caught with my pants down. Still trust the process. Love you guys. Thanks for keeping me sane. What do you think? Hey, guys. It's Zach. Um, I, uh, it's the morning after the game. And um, one thing, I was re-listening to the pod. Uh, it, I mean, at least you guys don't have to live in Philadelphia. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it's a... It's a I'm I'm here. I, I live in a city for for losers and frauds and gun violence and terrible schools and it's it's just uh I'm stuck here. So at least there's that for you guys. All right, bye. Hey Spike Mike, CJ and everybody else. You know, I had a re- re- revelation this morning <clears throat> about James Harden. It is perfectly personified that James Harden loves strip clubs because just like strip clubs, it is James Harden's game is enticing. It is flashy. It looks attractive. And just like strip clubs, you get tricked into thinking it might be real. And then you can never finish. Fuck this team. I'm done. It's unbelievable. Bye. I think Sam Hinkie should have to shove his middle finger of Jerry Colangelo's ass. Should shove his middle finger up Brian Colangelo's ass. We should shove his middle finger up all the little Colangelo Etz asses. We should shove their middle fingers up Elton's ass. We should shove his middle finger up Daryl's ass. And they should do this all on Broad Street in front of us as penance for making us fucking suffer. After years of um, apologizing for, let's see, <laughs> kind of Julio. The whole thing, Simmons, and then had to regret that one. Embiid, I'm still, I want to talk about that one. Um, Harden, definitely over that one. I am a Spurs fan. Love Jeremy Sohan, the new greatest player of all time. Yep. That sucked, and uh, I'm not over it yet. It's the day after. I knew this was going to happen after game six. I don't really have much to add as far as the NBA goes, as far as the Sixers go. Um, I do have a non-basketball thing, though. Spike, you you said on Twitter, enough with the Taylor Swift. I couldn't agree more. I love her. She's got great music. But $1,000 tickets and people waiting hours in line for merch, she's not that great. Love the pod. Uh, can't wait for the off-season stuff. Hey, guys. Um, I'm listening to the pod now after the game, and I just got to say, why the fuck were you guys even invested in this? I watched a good 12 minutes of this series, and we knew what was going to happen. It's fucking Boston. They're going to fuck us over every single time. Like, it's the most predictable shit ever. If I, if I had fucking money, I would have put thousand dollars on Boston winning the series. That just is what it is. Like, stupid as shit. To, if you're still on this train going into Game Seven, thinking that this team is gonna win, you played yourself. Like, 
look at Harden, look at Embiid, look at the history. It's just, just fucking hopeless, man. I'm so tired of it. I knew it was going to happen. Why are we even fucking getting excited for anything anymore? Just fucking lay an egg every time. Hey, it's Rob, long-time caller, first-time listener. Uh, I think what's getting lost in all this, now that we're a day removed from this that complete disaster, is Sixers probably should have gotten swept. They stole game one. Game four should have been a generational choke job. Kind of feels like, for, for Flyers guy Mike now, the 2020 playoff series against the Islanders, where it went to seven, but all three of the Flyers games were in overtime, and all four of their losses were... Just complete blowouts, seven-game series, but they probably had no business being on the same court in retrospect. So, uh, yeah, fold the team. See ya. Hi, Spike, Mike, and CJ. Uh, this is uh, Duncan from Atlanta. And I know you're getting, probably getting a wave of bad going on right now, but I just wanted to give you guys a thanks for continuing the podcast. And honestly, the awesome merch. It was great having my uh, Isle of Dogs PJ shirt on in that first quarter yesterday. But um Needed that CJ Coven shirt in the second half because, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to be here anymore. Um, thanks for continuing the podcast. You guys are a bright light in what is an incredibly dim outlook right now. But, uh, yeah, just want to say thanks for, for <laughs> keeping it going. Hey, guys. Aaron here. Um, two things. First, unfortunately, I did think that George Yang grabbing Jalen Brown's leg was a little bit funny. I just wanted to offer that different perspective. I don't think that's a popular opinion, but you know what? He shows signs of caring, and I just have to appreciate it. And it made me laugh when I felt bad about how the game was going. Um, And second, you know, just more of a life-related question, um, about 20 minutes after that loss, I opened, like, a very frustrating work email by mistake, um, and then spent my entire Sunday spiraling out of control. So my question to you guys is, how do you um, draw lines between work and your life to not feel that way on the weekends? I could use literally any advice. All right. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Spike, Mike, and Baba Bowie. Uh, thanks for sticking with us throughout our years with this stupid, stupid team. You know, everyone's really uh, emotional about yesterday's game and the series, and I am too. But I'm calling about something that I've been thinking about for a couple weeks now, very rationally, which is that Joel Embiid is simply not a number one option on a successful playoff team. Conservatively speaking, there's at least 15 better current NBA players in the playoffs. And without him being a star – we simply are not going to make real noise in the playoffs. Everyone is saying emotionally to blow up the team. And I'm saying rationally, I think we have to blow up this team. Unless there was some way to get a legitimate stud to play alongside Joel and have him be the world's greatest sidekick. Uh, But I just don't see that happening. We had that guy on our team. His name was Jimmy Butler. We made the biggest error of the process era, letting him go. (laughs) He's going on to be a legit stud. Jokic is a stud. Devin Booker is a stud. Tatum is a stud. Joel just aimed it. 
So don't get your hopes up again in the future if we hold on to Joe. He has another MVP-level season. Of course, he'll never win MVP again, and we won't beg for it again either. But just know we will always crap out with Joel as our number one option. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. Guys, it's Roy. I'm just done with this fucking franchise. Has there ever been a history of a franchise with three fucking MVPs during my lifetime, Barkley, Iverson, fucking Embiid, who have never been fucking supported by a cast of teammates? Of course it's appropriate we lose this game with Joel a fucking... Ah. What's up, guys? Um want to kind of see how you guys were processing the loss um, after this, the, the most recent ep after the, after the game. I, I feel like I was definitely team Mike initially, like right after the game, like it's, maybe it's time to move on from Embiid. It's been a good run, a lot of loser energy, just really frustrated with him. Uh, and it felt like you guys kind of shared that same, same feeling but I got to say, even after one night uh, of kind of everything processing, I, I, I woke up this morning and I don't know. I, I felt as though there's just no way, you know, seeming that it could be like kind of a reality, maybe that Embiid either gets moved or asked out or whatever it is, um, either this year or early next. I, I just, I still can't bring myself to feel that way. It feels like it's kind of, you know, he's been 90% of the reason why I've watched year over the past six years, even though it's been painful most of the time, uh, you know, he's a, he's a huge reason why, why we all watch. So to me, it feels like we got to do this until the wheels fall off, but I know Mike specifically was super negative and kind of wanted to see how you, how you guys are feeling after a, a couple of days of, of thinking on it. So interested to hear. Thanks. Uh, I just read from Doc's press conference that he intends to be back next season and that he, quote, has two years left. Why the fuck does this guy want to keep coaching? Hasn't he failed enough? Doesn't he want to just go play golf? He got his ring. Why is he torturing all of us? He doesn't need the money. I'm going to fucking lose it. I thought the one guarantee was Doc would have been fired within 24 hours, but nope. That's our Sixers. What the fuck are we going to do now? I can't.